Okay. Do you think that's going to be enough? Because it still it still looks like I'm not getting as high as you. Because you've got a very soft, gentle voice. Like, it looks the same on mine like, now. Like my hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hands <laughs> of soft. a middle class <laughs> fucking well-to-do well-to-do little shite bag he's never uh, done a hard day's work in his life yeah probably uh cool right okay well we can just i'll just do the introduction then okay uh so welcome to the geek crew review uh podcast um we promised last time that we wouldn't be away for so long and that was uh, i think we were only away for three months but we've been away for a year yeah so this is podcast reboot uh, welcome in. Uh, my name's Alex Douglas. As always, I'm joined by my good friend Keith Burnett. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm very good. How are yeah, you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So in the in the year that we've been away, uh, things have changed. I'm a little older, a little wiser. Starting to get some hair in some really weird places. Uh, <laughs> Wayne's World. Too. Wait, you got the Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Too. I had to get the reference in there. Yeah. Uh, so um, what we're going to talk about. As our usual, we're just going to talk about loads of geeky stuff and, and you guys can just listen along and let us know what you think. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. We don't uh, have a website anymore. No, we don't have a website anymore because who knew we were big enough to get hacked uh, by a g- ginormous pair of boobies? Uh, I don't know what that's She wasn't even good looking. <laughs> yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, our website was hacked and somebody put a picture of a naked lady on there, so we had to take that down. Uh, so we're just going to do the podcast from now on because to be honest with you it's the bit we enjoyed the most and it's the bit that people interacted with the most as well yeah you don't realise how much work's involved in actually having to sit and think up and write about fucking articles and watching TV and it's, it's considerable it's a full time job it on is. top of what Already working 45 hours a week. Yeah, definitely. It's a full-time job. And then I managed to still piss off the Reddit uh, massive by um, spamming them with all all our uh, articles and stuff. So the the podcast is by far and away the most enjoyable thing. So um, we're going to dive into some some news. And then what we're going to do is talk about things that have wrapped up in the year that we've been away. Uh, Star Wars, Game of Thrones... um, the Avengers saga is, is over and done with for the time being, so we can discuss that. And uh, then we've got a few other things to talk about along the way. But we'll dive straight into the news. So what have you got for me news-wise, man? Well, news-wise, uh, Disney Plus is launching yeah. on the 24th of March this year. So that's just in the UK, or is it in that in Europe? I think it's launched already in places like Germany and stuff. There's probably some kind of licensing or um, exclusive rights stuff that I don't quite understand. Yeah. Um, so we're getting deprived of it in the UK. So I've not watched The Mandalorian yet because I refuse to be one of these people who's... In fact, that's a lie. I don't refuse. I just don't know how to get Cody. And I'm very <laughs> technolo- uh, technically... Uh, Deprived, if you like. So obviously, know. we've never endorsed piracy no. on a podcast. <laughs> no. goes on the internet. Why would you do that? Of course not, because you've not seen the Mandalorian. I haven't. However, I have heard in great detail that it's very good. All oh, right, okay, and is that heard in great detail by the Myra that you've actually seen it with your own two eyes? I can never confirm or deny that I've seen <laughs> okay. it. However, that is excellent. I so I've been told. Yeah. So Disney Plus is going to launch in the UK. It's what well, I think it's five ninety nine rumored to be price wise. So yeah, five ninety nine a month or sixty or. 59.99 a year so which when you think about the content that Disney can deliver man that's excellent value and well it's it's got limited well I mean it's not limited content it's got all the Disney Star Wars Marvel all that kind of stuff Fox on it. now as well Fox yeah um, but it's also got a lot of National Geographic stuff on it so oh, if wow. you're into that then there's 599 a month why would you good value. Plus, I think if you've got kids as well it's going to have all the cartoons and all the, the you know the Disney movies and 599 a month 
price, you know, yeah. small amount to pay to keep your fucking kids quiet. I've got to be honest, yeah, I don't, I don't think I can fault that, to be honest. Um, seven ninety nine for Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five ninety nine for Disney Plus. Then you've got your, what is it, 11 quid now for Netflix. I yeah. think Netflix is going to have to reduce its prices, otherwise it might lose a lot of subscribers. You know, you say that, but you add all the together, it's still cheaper than a Sky subscription, and you're getting more content. Do you know what, that's true. So Sky might be the ones to suffer then. Well, they need to start to compete. When they're on demand, okay, you can watch it in 4K and you can watch it on your telly, but you can do all that now on Netflix and everyone. Yeah, that's true. I think the only uh, upside that Sky have got is they've got their uh, American comedy thing locked down now and they've got the tie-in with HBO as well. Well, so. yeah, they've got Sky Atlantic, which is the sort of HBO exclusive channel, isn't it? Yeah. But given the fact that the biggest draw for HBO was Game, uh, Game of Thrones and that's finished now, yeah, uh, they might have to rethink their strategy. A Maybe. Bit. Well, they've got HBO Go in America, so HBO, you know, if they when the deal ends with Sky, they might go their own way and come across to to the UK. I don't know if it exists in Europe or not. I'm not sure. Because I have to be honest, if I had to cancel one of them, it would be Netflix. Because the only thing I would miss off Netflix would be Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. So I would wait until Star Trek Discovery drops. I know they they release it weekly because it's the CBS thing in America, but that'd be the one to go for me. Because yeah, I mean, Amazon's a the Amazon app's so fucking bad to use. I just I'd maybe get rid of that instead of Netflix. Netflix has got like a lot of like your twenty minute comedy shows like uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine and. Big Bang Theory and stuff that you can just stick on when you're Easy having watching. your tea and you just have it in the background, you know. Yeah, Amazon's got that as well with Parks and Rec and the Office and everything, but it's just navigating that app is fucking terrible because well, it starts off and like it'll recommend like a show you've never watched and it'll be season four it's telling you to watch and you're like, what the yeah, fuck? Where's the first three Whereas seasons? Yeah. Netflix, at least when you click on the show, it'll just start at the earliest point of the show, you know. Yeah, that is true. The app is shocking, and you'd think for such a big company. They'd managed to sort it out by now, but they just haven't. And trying to find anything in 4K, I mean, I remember texting you when The Expanse came out trying to find uh, and you had to search, in 4K. search for it rather than just default into 4K, whereas Netflix just plays it as high as it can get it. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, as well, it's like I couldn't actually find the 4K version of The Expanse on the app on the TV. I had to go onto the app on my phone and then add it to my watch list there, and then it appeared on the app on my TV, which is chronic. But I think Disney Plus launching in the UK, uh, they're going to get a lot of subscribers just purely for the content and the price point. I think they've, they've got it spot on. I'll so uh, certainly be signing up and I'll be looking forward to watching The Mandalorian in 4K uh, and yeah. in, in as honest a way as possible. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> can't get more honest than actually paying for stuff. Well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a very honest man. Yeah, honest man. Uh, sort of related to the Disney Plus, you know, we've got there's sort of talk about uh, Willow series being made. Oh, as a yeah. Sort of follow up to the you know sort of 80s classic movie the know? George Lucas movie with yeah. Val Kilmer and Warwick Davis yeah, it? yeah it's got what's his name Ron Howard involved in it yep well he directed the original one oh, didn't did he? he yeah yeah he did um, and also there was meant to be people people I've spoken to about Disney Plus were a bit concerned about the value of it you know once you've watched The Mandalorian if you've already seen all the Disney films and stuff like mm-hmm. are you going to cancel it what's its long term appeal yeah well, the, the Obi-Wan series was getting made. Yeah. And uh-huh. it, it was rumoured to be Ewan McGregor, which obviously is Star Wars fans are, are want to see. Yeah, because he was um, amazing at it. And the it was one of the bright spots of the original, yeah. uh, not the original trilogy, the episodes one, two, and three. And yeah. He was yeah. one of the only success stories because, let's be honest, the rest of it is pretty much forgettable. It is pretty much. And I think it would be good to see the kind of what happened to the character between you know the prequels and the, the original trilogy. Yeah, because let's hope he didn't just arrive on Tatooine, hand yeah. off Luke and Leia, and then just and 
chill out in a desert hut. For, yeah, made himself yeah. a mud hut and then had some Tatooine coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work out so well. Well, unfortunately, that's kind of been put on hold. It's getting rewritten, and I'm hoping, and it never, it's never the case, but you kind of hope that it's been rewritten because obviously the Mandalorian was I've heard is such high quality, um, and it really is allegedly high quality. I'm uh-huh. hearing that. Um, <laughs> allegedly, we could yeah. use the word allegedly a lot in this podcast. That they're rewriting it to to get it to an equal kind of quality level. So, given the fact that you have heard in great detail a lot about the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. In the timescale that that occurs in, is that around the time that Obi-Wan drops off Luke and Leia to Uncle Owen and Aunt, Aunt Peru? Or Peru? I think or it might be around about then, yeah. It's, it's in the time of the New Republic. Right, okay. okay. So it's sort of in between the last of the original trilogy and the start of the new trilogy. So they might have to be, oh, they might not be tying it into each other as in Obi-Wan appears in the series, but if they're writing it in the same time period, they might mm. want to scrub up a few details I suppose Obi-Wan's already vanished into thin air at this point so right okay we'll see yeah we'll see I mean I'm looking forward to it and I get what you're saying about longevity of it sorry but uh, I do think with the amount of content that's on there even I mean they've got The Simpsons for crying out loud you could just spend days on end watching all 30 odd seasons of The Simpsons Uh, some people will pay for it just for that alone just for that alone yeah the X-Files because that's a Fox that's a Fox thing as well so Mm -hmm. although that's on Amazon isn't it yeah, uh, that might change when the Disney Plus launches, though. That might be what they're waiting for. Could be. All the rights reverting back to them. So. Yeah, could be. Yeah, so Disney Plus is going to be a win, I think. Um, and obviously, the, what they put on it and uh, the quality of it will uh, sort of go into its longevity. But I think it'll do well. I think it'll do well. And certainly, I'll be paying for it. Yeah, I'll be signing up. I'll get it. I'll probably do the year one. Yeah. Seems like the best deal. Nah, best two months free, really, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the next thing that I've got on my list is uh, Picard. Um, we'll talk about Picard season one uh, a wee bit later on, but season two has been announced that they're making it just now. Okay. Uh, so it was obviously good enough and well enough received uh, that they think it merits a second season. So they're, they're in the process of making that. Um, we had a suspicion that it might be, and don't want this to happen, I can't stress this enough, but well... Sir Patrick Stewart is able to act in things and able to draw breath. Yeah. They'll get their money's worth out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going till he collapses. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Which, if you've seen Picard, uh, the first episode, they really played into the fact when he was trying to run up the stairs and uh, he couldn't because, let's face it, he's an old man. How old is he? Oh, I think he's uh, in in his late 70s, maybe maybe even edging towards 80 now. Hey, Google. All three of our phones have just lit up. How old is Patrick Stewart? Patrick Stewart is 79 years old. I was right. 79. 79, yeah. Edging more towards the 80 mark. Perfect. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, they're they're definitely going to get their money's worth out of him. So, yeah. Um, God rest your soul, Patrick Stewart, when you eventually do pass. But I hope you've given us... You can't us... mourn him in advance. Well, of course I can, because he's a hero. So Wait, you know... Like, you're a great actor, Patrick Stewart. We love your character, Picard. <laughs> and we're all going to be really sad when you die. We will be sad when he dies. It's not fucking normal. That is accurate, though. We're going to be sad when he passes well, we away. Will be. So we will tell people that. Not that he's listening, but he might <laughs> fucking be. Well, he might be. I'm going to hit him up on Twitter. Oh, tell him he's got a mention. You can't send him the podcast that we talk about how sad we're going to be when he dies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so that's Picard season two being announced in the works. So that's a good thing, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... Other news I've got, uh, funnily enough, season two, talking about we're talking about things we're going to talk about later as mm-hmm. well. Uh, the Witcher, 
the Netflix series that's based on the books not and the then, game well it's a video for popular video it's game it's a popular franchise, video game do you think they, do you they think, based it on the books rather than the games sorry to cut you off but do you so, think the uh, the popularity of it is based on the fact that people know the games rather than the uh, books 100% yeah 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 because um, the game has been out for well The Witcher 3 I know it's been out for well, I want to say three years I might be wrong I'm guessing I'm not going to ask Google because that just went tits up last time. But <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, the powers of editing. Oh yeah, yeah, so I fixed that in editing. Yeah, so the the game ended up hitting high player numbers. So and like the obviously you can look at figure the Steam charts and stuff. You know. Yeah. It said that a lot of people were playing it and it was the highest it had been since the initial release. And the same thing on uh, Xbox and then they added it to the Game Pass on Xbox. That's right. So that yeah. again increased it and it's quite clever actually because you know it's not directly based on it. More people are going to watch it. Oh, definitely. Um, so that starts filming this month, February. And Henry Cavill's doing a big social media push on it as well. I don't know if you follow him on any of his platforms. I certainly do on uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he's really pushing it hard, saying that he's trained, been training loads. He's kind of refining his portrayal of Geralt, trying to get him uh, even more spot on, which, quite frankly, given the fact that he's done it so well initially, yeah. I don't think he can do, but he looked, I mean, to him. his appearance, he looked like Geralt. Now, obviously, the, the game Geralt looked like the what's described in the book Geralt. Mm-hmm. Um, the voice was pretty much bang on, which obviously a book, you know, you know, everybody probably in their head would have imagined it differently, but he pretty much nails the sort of dry kind of yeah, he's very personality sort of, of Geralt, you know. There's no overarching sort of humour in his voice. There's yeah, no, just, li- no lightness in it. It's yeah. very dry, very pragmatic. Um and the thing that I missed uh, from the TV show, and we'll talk about a wee bit later on, uh, the rumour that I heard was that his companion, uh, the older Witcher, I'm not sure what his name was. Vesemir. Vesemir, that's it, yeah. Um, Mark Hamill is rumoured to be being cast as him for season two. Okay. Uh, I don't That'll know if you heard that or not. but I'm not that keen on that, to be honest. Cause, really? Uh, Mark Hamill just sounds like the Joker. Ah, yeah, from uh, Everyone the Everyone does now, games. it just sounds like the Joker. Yeah, true. From the, it's the cartoon, I think, isn't it? It's the cartoon it's a Joker. It's cartoon Joker, yeah, yeah. Um, and he voices him in the Arkham series on... Uh, oh, console. does he? Yeah, does I'm it? sure he does that as well, him? yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's him as well. So, yeah, so this the first season of The Witcher was like... Well, we might as well just talk about it now, eh? Okay, go, go for it. To, yeah, launch it. first season of The Witcher was like the most... Uh, highest views of any series on Netflix in the first season. 76 million. Wow. So, pretty high. Jesus. Um, season 2 2021 release seems like and you've already said that they're hyping it up already Henry oh, Cavill's massively. hitting gym and doing all the rest of the stuff that he does yeah definitely they're talking about building an actual city as a set so that'll look fucking nuts that'll be so a purpose built not a whole city but you know no, building of course, but yeah, a set the, the set it's going to be like a city. probably in like one of the, the bigger cities in the, the books and stuff that the name I can't even remember and the because I'll, I'll be honest with you right now, dear listener, I've only watched uh, the first six episodes of the season mm-hmm. um, because I find it it's it's enjoyable, um, but I can't binge watch it because I find myself needing to digest the amount of information that's in each episode. Yeah, that was one of the the, the complaints or not complaints, but the, one of the downsides of the first season was it was based on the short stories, mm-hmm. and I've read that's only Witcher material I've actually read, and it's it is a bit to and fro like you know there's you need to graphic timeline to follow back and forward to understand well, where you are it helped me a lot because Netflix put something out and then you sent a, a screen grab of yeah. a, a timeline to me and that's how I kind of pieced together what actually was going on and why I was getting confused as to 
oh, I thought that character had already met this character. Yeah. I thought that event had already happened where uh, it's all over the place and it's not immediate, immediately obvious, sorry, that that is exactly what's going on. So that, that timeline really helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you get hold of that, you can really kind of hone in on what's going on and yep. where you are and, and the, the timeline of events. But you were saying the season two is going to be based on one book, so it's going to be much more linear and easier to follow. Yeah, it's going to be based on one of the novels. I'm not sure which one. Uh, maybe Blood of the Elves or something, I think, was the one that I read that was rumoured. Um, so it should be a more linear story from start, I'll have a start to finish. Yeah. And it'll be easier to follow if you've not read the books or, uh, you know, or a Witcher lore expert you know? yeah because the only thing that I, I must admit the only thing that I've seen or done with regards to The Witcher is played The Witcher 3 right okay uh, and I've I've not really got that far into it in terms of it's not it's a game that's so massive you can just spend your time walking yeah, around the world and not actually getting into the story that much so that's well, kind of what I've been doing it's because it's, it's a full open world RPG it's like a huge world so you've got the main story You've also got like the entire, you know, the entire areas to explore and little sub stories. You end up just getting lost in it for hours, and it takes forever, and you don't want to miss anything. And I've, I've got that OCD where I can't leave an area without finishing everything. So it's I've never actually even finished The Witcher Three, and they've got the two expansion packs on top of that. So and I probably put like fucking forty hours or something in the game, you know. That's crazy. Uh, which is a lot for a game you're not even finished. So. Well, that is a lot. I'm, I'm, the thing with me is as well, I say, oh, I don't have time to play all of these games, but I checked my Call of Duty uh, time played yeah. the other day on my barracks. Yeah. Uh, three days, 18 hours and something like that. <laughs> so Christ. I can certainly invest my time in a game. Yeah. Uh, and maybe I should be investing more in these kind of open world games rather than just repeatedly killing the same people on Call of Duty. But yeah. There we go. That's another argument for another time, maybe. Yeah. So the only other bit of Witcher news, really, apart from the sex season, um, is there was an animated film being made, and it's going to kind of follow the origin of Vesemir. Right. Okay. Which it'll be. It's, it's the same kind of producers and stuff involved in. The net, it's on Netflix. Same producers as the live action, if you like, series. So that'll probably tie in nicely to introduce the character of Vesemir. Ah, that sounds good. It's kind of like what they did with The Matrix, remember when they had the Animatrix and yeah. tied all the video games into the film and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. It makes sense. It gives the fans more content, gives them different content rather yeah. than just ploughing their way through another live-action show again, I suppose. Yeah. And if Vesemir, if you've never read it book or played the game, Vesemir's Geralt's like mentor. He's yeah. the one that trained them and everyone. So. I kind of got that impression when I started The Witcher 3 and they were doing that training programme at the start that you need to go through with the yeah, yeah. Uh, Siri as well. Yeah. Um, I must say though, I think the casting of The Witcher is fantastic. They've really managed to get a lot of quality actors in there. Yeah. And they've gone down that Game of Thrones route where it's not necessarily megastars. In fact, it's probably people you've never really seen in anything else apart from the odd British drama or what have you. But... Uh, the girl that they've got to play, um, Yennefer. Yeah. She's top notch. She plays. The <laughs> you're making a face like she's really hot, and she is. So I'm just putting that out there just right wait. now. Yeah. <laughs> With what? She's she's really good at it. She's she's gritty. She's like damaged. Yeah. Uh, she plays it really well in terms of being. Uh, damaged because anyone who's not seen it she's unwanted by her family because she's a hunchback she's sold off to this uh, mage as if she's a a bit of cattle in a market Um, and she really suffers the psychological scars of of being uh, just basically bullied by her mum and dad Um, and she's you see that flowing through everything that she does in the entire well certainly the episodes I've watched 
which I thought was really good. Um, and Henry Cavill, like we said, he's awesome. <laughs> he's just, nah, he's, he's awesome just very, that. very good at what and he does. The, the fight scenes are amazing. The, the, the special effects are amazing. Some of the episodes of it are genuinely quite, actually quite scary. Uh-huh. Um, they've nailed the look of the monsters. You know, the, 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 the way they dress. They've kept the Eastern European look to it because yeah. obviously it's the, the author's Polish and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a very popular series in Poland so they've kept it true to that they haven't made it more American yeah, you know, they've not tried to turn it into Lord of the Rings well that was the danger wasn't it because we were thinking is it going to be Americanized yeah. I mean it is it's the anti-Lord of the Rings is what the Witcher world is yeah effectively so like you've got you know there's racism towards the main you know the other races the humans are dickheads yeah. there's not really any real goodies in it and there's prejudice against the Witchers as well yeah, yeah. Outcasts, the prejudice against everybody yeah. you know that's it's like they just small town syndrome times a million yeah pretty much yeah and you can see that right from uh, the episode where he basically has to off a lot of these uh, characters in one particular scene in a village Blaviken yeah that's it yeah and they, he basically just chops through them sized through them like they're nothing that's why they call him the butcher of Blaviken nah of course yeah I, that was his nickname wasn't yeah. it yeah. the one issue that I've got with it though is uh, and I don't know if you found the same is the, the bard the guy that follows him around. Dandelion. Jaskier. Jaskier, yeah. It's called Dandelion in the books. But oh, I think, is it? I think yeah. he actually is called Dandelion in this. They've just not quite got to that yet. Right, okay. Yeah, I, I find him annoying. Yeah, he's really annoying, yeah. yeah. Is he meant to be that annoying? I think so, yeah. Right, because that was the question I wanted to ask you. Is he meant to be that annoying or am I just being super picky and finding the dude <laughs> the most annoying guy on the It's just one of the characters. It is like, meant to be comic relief almost and he can be quite annoying. But in, he's the one that narrates the books and... Ah, right, games so seen, it, seen as from his point of view. Yeah, then, right. Like the, some of the games you play, you do it does talk as if it is a book, you know, and he narrates it, and he's American in the games, which doesn't make any sense. But and this, he's English. Or is he American? No, he's English. Yeah, yeah he's English. For yeah. A but yeah, toss a coin to your Witcher, the most catchy song ever. It's very on Spotify. Very, Don't listen very to it because it'll stick in your head. Yeah, very catchy. They've gone down that Game of Thrones route, haven't they? When they released all their music on yeah. Spotify and stuff, and it is that the music's pretty good. To be fair, pretty good. Um, but I thought I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But as I say, I find it hard work yeah. per episode. So I've just I've been taking it slow and kind of savouring it rather than binging it all in a couple of days. I think if anybody's thinking about watching it and they're put off by the fact they haven't played the games or even heard of the games in some cases, or they haven't heard the book, heard of the books, or even read the books, I think they just need to just don't worry about it. Just watch it. I would enjoy I, it. Yeah, you know? I would. And if recommend. you don't know what's going on, well, no one really else did either. And watch it a couple of times or. Go to the Netflix website and get the little graph, but just be aware it does have spoilers in it and it will spoil future episodes. True, true. Um, and it, it's a great series and it's only going to get better until Netflix cancel it, usually probably about season four. Yeah. That's what they do. Once it, once it reaches its sort of nadir and then it'll just kind of fall away yeah. before they ruin it. And if keep, they keep doing it with every series until eventually there'll be another one, but it's, they're calling it you know, the Game of Thrones, so it's, it's the new Game of Thrones. That's nah, not that. It's not that, is it? You no. can call it whatever you want. There's never going to be another Game of Thrones. No, it's not as it's not as textured or as layered as Game no. of Thrones. Uh, it's much more of a, a sort of although we're saying it's it's all over the place timeline wise. The story is like this podcast episode so far. Well, you know, we're getting back <laughs> into our groove, man. I think we're doing all right. We're doing okay. Uh, yeah, it's just I would I would recommend watch the whole thing first, yeah. then go back and rewatch it with the timeline, and then you'll be able to figure out more. But it's it's definitely a recommendation. The quality is really high. The acting's good. The action's good. Uh, it's enjoyable, it's just a little confusing. So anybody that's got any doubts, 
just plough in, go for it. Yeah. Um, it is a Keith and uh, Iron Neck recommendation. Yeah. I've just made that up on the spot. It is. Uh, it's, it's, a new, it's four it's beards a new... out of five. Yep. <laughs> That's our rating system from for this now on. For this month. No, no, from now on. Okay. Four, four beards out of five. Right. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, so that's The Witcher done and dusted then. Yeah, uh, and we're still kind of technical on the news as well. Technically we are. Yeah, so have you got any more news? Lethal Weapon 5s might be getting made. They are too old for this shit. Because yeah. it's the same actors, isn't Mel it? Mel Gibson and Daniel Glover. Daniel <laughs> Yes, Daniel Glover. Jesus, Sunday name. Absolutely. Um, I say absolutely a lot. I noticed that uh, on the last do, podcasts. Yeah. yeah. I'll never make it in America. Uh, so yeah, blasphemer, blasphemer. Yep. Uh, stone him to death. Are there any uh, ladies in this crowd? No. Are you going life of Brian? Yes. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my references no no bounds, mate. No no <laughs> bounds. Um, so Danny Glover, uh, Mel Gibson, back for Lethal Weapon. Um, how do we feel about that? Oh well. Has Hollywood forgiven Mel Gibson no. all his trespasses? Well, compare him to what's his name? The I guy. Don't, I don't know Keith. What, oh, is, what his is his name? name? What's his name? The guy. Tell me who he plays, and I'll tell you. This is it's the not podcast. Play. Well, he plays a lot of people. That's why he's going to jail. What's his name? It's not so much playing them. He plays with them. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name, Alex? Uh, we're not talking about Harvey Weinstein, Yeah, are we're we? bringing him up. Yep. So compared <laughs> to Harvey Weinstein... Allegedly. 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 Yeah. Mel Gibson's a fucking saint. Yes, And he thinks he's a saint because he's off his fucking nut. <laughs> he is a bit. You know, he, he doesn't like uh, certain people of certain religions because of what they did to his uh, Lord and Saviour, Jesus we're Christ. We're going to say that it's better, aren't we? No, 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 no. We've not said anything gonna... controversial. Uh, but no, I think... Do you know what? The guy's a good actor. If you want to pay and go and watch his films, then that is up to you. Well, that's what um, he's, he's original kind of like people know him for Lethal Weapon. Yeah, and probably loads of other stuff. Like well, Gallipoli, and then Lethal Weapon is what made him big. And that weird film where he's like a pilot and he goes back and he gets frozen. And oh, let's hatched. not talk about that. And he My mum and dad took me to the cinema to see that, and I have not recovered yet. <laughs> see, see, you're seven years in Tibet. Uh, yeah, that yeah. is mine. That is mine. Awakenings. Is that what it's called? I'm sure it's called Awakenings. Yeah. It's crap. I liked it. Moving on. We can no longer be... love story, but then it gets all old at the end. You're like, well... That's the end of the podcast, folks. Goodbye. Um, We have fallen out over Awakenings. (laughs) (laughs) Birds of Prey's coming out. Birds of Prey looks good, man. Suicide Squad was a huge disappointment. Um, As we all knew it would be. Yeah. Um, Because of studio involvement, probably. And because David Ayer is... uh, you know, sometimes he makes good films, sometimes he makes bad films. I mean, I liked Bright, you hated it. Um, yeah, I did. So, Which I'm annoyed about, still, yeah, to this have, day. It could have been better. It could have been better, although I thought it was good. Um, yeah, Birds of Prey looks better. Birds of Prey looks good. Um, Margot Wait, Robbie Explain is, what Birds of Prey is. Yeah. I think people will know. But it's for the Harley anyone, Quinn movie. Yeah, it's the Harley Quinn film with a few other women in it and things like that. So... Um, I think it looks really good. Uh, Margot Robbie plays Harley Quinn really well. Um, I think the rest of the cast looks really good as well. It's got um, Mary uh, Elizabeth Winstead. Win- yes, her that was in Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. She's in it. Underappreciated um, actress. Very underappreciated. She's very, Natalie very good. Portman stole all her thunder. Yeah, she did, didn't she? Yeah scandalous but she is very underappreciated mm-hmm. um, myself and Erin uh, who is listening at this point I've got no doubt what now? no not right now because we're live right now right. but when she listens to the podcast she'll she'll listen to this bit because right, okay. she's uh, one of our biggest fans um, 
she said that Scott Pilgrim versus the world was very very good because we watched it the other night that is very good uh, yep I've only seen it twice and I'd watch it again that is a four beards out of five um, recommendation who's it the director again Edgar Wright that's right yeah Edgar Wright were you Shaun testing me there I was yeah Shaun of the Dead yeah he's a very good director uh so yeah, I think Birds of Prey is going to be good. Um, going to go and see it in the cinema when it comes out in a week's time, I think, from now. I'm not going to see it in the cinema because I think it's going to be shit. Well, you, you're comic booked <laughs> out though, so <laughs> you're comic booked out. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the more sort of enthusiastic comic book movie person and you are very much the sceptic. So we'll let you know in the next episode whether it's good or not because I will at least... Uh, well, that'll be in like a t- 18 months time going by the current. No, no it won't. No, it won't. Okay. We're both Monday to Friday bods nowadays, uh, so... We need to record a wee bit more frequently. No excuse anymore. No, none whatsoever. And our fan demands it. (laughs) (laughs) Singular. Yeah. Um, Any news? Any more news? Uh, Did we have any more news? No, I don't think we did. 30 minutes in. Well, the only other news I had was, um, this was an hour long and we spent 30 minutes rambling a little bit about news yeah but we're going to edit it so don't worry oh yeah but never actually cut anything out we don't say never get any shorter I just keep it all in the um, Crown's only going to have five seasons yeah instead of six because it was meant to have six and they announced the new queen yes they have Imelda Staunton as our new queen Uh, she was in Harry Potter she was in Harry Potter she was Vera she was in Vera she was in Harry Potter she was arguably the most evil character in Harry Potter she's the pink woman yeah she is the pink woman that tortures the students of uh, Hogwarts in a very sort of passive aggressive way yeah. she gets Harry to write lines which then appeared in his hand uh, in blood and things like that so yeah. yeah she's an evil bitch and she's now going to be the queen <laughs> so that uh, I'm not drawing parallels to that say, Jesus. Uh, uh, by no means am I drawing parallels to that um, but yeah she's, so she's a staunch a, house Alex she, uh, she certainly is <laughs> God save the queen oh, um, God, I'm going to think of that out as well <laughs> No, you don't. Uh, so yeah, Melda Staunton, cracking actress, and she's going to be the queen in the the new crown. The crown is arguably one of the best bits of television. I love it. I think it's a brilliant show. So do I. And I keep trying to convince everyone I know to fucking watch it, and hardly anyone's watching it. And no. it's like because they hear the royal family, and they think it's going to be like oh, uh, Prince Charles. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, aye. You know, right? And the news and the tabloids and everything. A bit of tit. Yeah. But you watch the show and it actually makes you, you know, it's, it's, done, it's a bit of drama. It's clearly dramatised. But well, it, gets, it has to be, let's be honest. It not. makes you like them. Yeah, I think so. It humanises them. Yeah. Uh, it makes them seem like actual people rather than robots that just, you know, walk around getting people to bow and curtsy to them. That's not, it's not the way it works. Uh, there's a very dedicated uh, team of people that look after them, of course, and they live a, a privileged life, but they, they do work. They provide... Uh, a lot of revenue for this country and it just gives you a, a, an insight turned into a royalist no, podcast no, 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 not really because I think that just that's what the programme does it gives you an appreciation of what they actually have to sacrifice yeah, I think for the, their lifestyle it portrays the Queen really as like the world's best kept prisoner pretty much yeah essentially yeah. Um, she's she's not it's not as if she could turn down the job uh, easily because her uncle had already done that so yeah. she had felt a sense of duty to the country and and it doesn't, the thing that I like about it as well, and it, it'll counteract the sort of royalist way that we're going about it, but it humanises them, but also shows shows their flaws. Mm-hmm. It shows when they could have done things better. Uh, we talked about it in one of the earlier podcasts where she made the speech to the car workers and it was like, uh, you are living out your shabby, uh, dismal lives to save the country and make my life better. Uh, 
very much better so get it right up you keep up the good work yeah, yeah pretty much and they were all like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> um so it does it it shows you their flaws and i have to say the last e- the last season with the episode with the the welsh mining village disaster yeah that was a brilliant episode, that, yeah. that was spectacularly good and i cried pretty much the whole way through that because i am a crier um <laughs> but it showed that she didn't always get it right she didn't do the right thing and when she did do the right thing, it took her too long to do it. So, and, and to this day, it's one of her biggest regrets. So, don't give in to your prejudice. If you're sceptical, watch The Crown. Can't recommend it highly enough. I would say that is five beards out of five recommendation. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, good show. Good show. I'm going to edit half of that. No, you won't. I will. <laughs> Why? Because you sounded like an insane <laughs> royalist. <laughs> I'm not Come from insane. a man who has a Union Jack mug. <laughs> now you're giving insights into behind the scenes of the podcast. Um, I can't help it. I just think it's good. And I think they do a good job. It does humanise them. Shows them their flaws. Because it is a hard job. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not like just to get a bed every morning in the rain and get the fucking 37 out of the town <laughs> no, to go I, work in TK Maxx or something. There's different and levels get of jobs. At her cans. Of course. You know, of course. She gets up and pats a corgi and gets fed like the world's best food. Yeah. And pamper from day to day but it must be terrible there is there is benefits Sounds to awful. it awful there is benefits to it of course there is I made all this out so it's irrelevant <laughs> <laughs> right so that's the crown done and dusted yeah uh, do we have any other news not particularly no, I think that's pretty much it there has been a few trailers that are, have been released recently uh, that we watched mm-hmm. uh, earlier on um Guns Akimbo. Yep, I can't wait for that. That, that looks amazing. amazing. That's Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe, with two handguns bolted to his hands, yep. uh, participating in what looks like a running man style game show. Something like that, um, yeah. It's like they pick random people and then broadcast on the internet and they've got to survive or something. Yeah. And it, it sounds ridiculous. And when you watch the trailer, it, it is looks, ridiculous. It looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Because when he's trying to get into a car <laughs> and then guns drive it, screwed to his hands. Yeah. He, how can you do that? You can't. Think about the practicalities. The manual. Yeah, it's a manual car. Can he drive it? Of course he can't because he's got two guns bolted to his hands. He's got no option. And the thing that popped into my head when I was watching that trailer, mm-hmm. how does he wipe his bum? Oh, God. How does he wipe his bum? It's a valid question. It is. Don't look at me like that. It is. <laughs> You're not editing that bit. I am editing that bit. Come on, answer me that. How does he wipe his bum with two handguns strapped? We assume to the film is, takes place over a short time period, and, and he doesn't do a poo in that time. Or I'm not re- buying that. Or he just well, what I would do is I'd get hold toilet it roll, <laughs> right? Yep. And I would, in a circular motion, you can't see this on the podcast, wrap the toilet around the gun. Right. Now, obviously, are you using being the extremely the careful no, not the... to shoot your own bollocks off while rubbing the toilet paper in between the bum crack? <laughs> Now, has he got the safety on at this point? Well, probably. How can you put the safety on? How is he going to hit the safety? Exactly. How can you put the safety on when you've got another hand? You're going to shoot yourself in the wrist. Yeah, I can't remember which part of this conversation was normal, so I'm going to have to listen to that again. (laughs) None of this is normal. (laughs) This part out. None of this is normal. You've went mental. (laughs) It's a valid question. Uh, The other trailer that we've seen was for Ryan Reynolds' new film. Uh, where he plays a character in a computer game. Yeah, he plays an NPC if you want to get all video gamey. Nice, NPC, which means? Non-player character. Non-player character. And he is just going about his daily life happily where he works in a bank and he gets taken hostage every day because that is his role to perform. Until one day he thinks, 
no, no, nah, fuck this. Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. And he starts to intervene and discovers that there's a whole world out there. What's uh, the film called? I can't remember. You idiot. <laughs> I had it in my head there and it's just gone right out of my head. Is it The Man? To IMDb. Uh, so yeah, the movie's called Free Guy. Uh, and like you say, non-player character uh, decides to intervene. And it looks funny. It looks really good. It does look good. And it's got Taika Waititi in it. So anything with Taika Waititi in it, I'm going to watch and I'm going to love regardless of uh, if it's good or if it's bad. <laughs> I don't care. I'm very biased. It makes perfect sense. Yep. And uh, I want to see his new film as well, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I need to see that. Yeah. Because anything that has a kid in it who is a Nazi and his imaginary best friend is Adolf Hitler uh, sounds <laughs> preposterous, sounds ridiculous, but when you watch the trailer, it looks really funny again. So... Yeah, I'm going to watch that. And we'll give you a review on that in the next podcast as well. Cool. So, anything else with regards to news? No, we're 37 minutes in at the podcast and we're not even at the news section yet. Look, we've got a lot of news to catch up on. We've been away for a year. Give me a break. So we've covered The Witcher, so we can take that out of the main section. And Disney+. Plus. And Disney+, Plus, so we can take that out. And Picard. Out. And Picard. Uh, not all of Picard, though, because we want to talk about Picard and the first two episodes. Okay. Because we'll we've not that. done that yet. Yeah. we do that now, then. Let's do that right Talk about Picard. Okay. No, seriously, talk about Picard. He's old. <laughs> He's old as shit. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> You've already talked about you're going to be really sad when he dies. I like, am, but he's old as shit. of a fucking yeah. lunatic. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I was just saying that I'll miss him when he goes. <laughs> Stop <laughs> saying it. I don't see what's wrong with that. He's a perfectly healthy eight, 79-year-old man. 89? Mate, he's only got 10 years good innings left in him, let's be honest. He's rich. He is rich. So he's going to live for a long time. Is he a vampire though? That's the thing. Well, he might be. Uh, so, Picard season uh, one launched on Amazon uh, last Friday. Yes. As, as we're recording, last Friday. Uh, again, because of the CBS release schedule in America, because it's released on CBS All Access, uh, he is. Uh, it's dropping once a week, it's dropping every Friday. Uh, which is shit because you want to binge watch these kind of things nowadays. It's shit because you want to binge watch it, like yeah. you say, but also it spreads out a bit, so you've still got stuff to watch. Because then, like, if if it was binge, I would have binge watched it by now, and oh, I'd have nothing to fucking watch. And I'd, I, in fact, I'd have watched it twice. It's that good. Yeah. Um. So, and I've not even finished The Witcher yet, but um, it launched on the Friday. I'd watched it by that Friday night. I immediately fell in love with it, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it took me a while to get into Star Trek Discovery. I thought Discovery took a while to get into its groove uh, and really get into the, the meat of what it was trying to talk about and the, the story and what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Picard has just instantly gripped me and I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm familiar with the character, the lead character. Yeah. Um, and obviously Data made an appearance a couple of times in the first episode, so... Uh, I think it might be familiarity with the characters that's grabbed me straight away, but I'm also interested in the storyline because for anyone who's not seen it, and we're going to go into spoilerific detail, so if you haven't watched it yet, please go away and watch the first two episodes and then come back to us at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, It deals with the Romulans, and I think the Romulans are criminally underused uh, in a lot of the Star Trek series. They're used in the next generation the most, but they come into Deep Space Nine when we're already through the war with the Dominion and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but you never really get a peek into their culture, apart from in Star Trek Nemesis, the film, which was quite badly critically received, but I quite enjoyed it. Some people like the movies more than the series. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird. 
yeah, I think it's weird. I, I like the movies, don't get me wrong, but I prefer the series. Uh, but it deals with the Romulans. Romulus has been destroyed. Picard played a big part in trying to help the Romulans, but there was uh, an intervention from a synthetic, uh, a race of synthetics, which then decided to commit a terrorist atrocity and, and blow up the... Rogue synthetics. Rogue right? synthetics, yeah. They, they decided to blow up a shipyard on Mars that yep. builds all the starships. Uh, and it was it tied into the Romulan crisis. And Picard, uh, you find out through a television interview, is no longer a member of Starfleet because he leaves Starfleet in protest at their actions against the Romulans. Yeah, because they pulled out help, didn't they? Yeah, they were they, helping and they stopped yeah, under they pressure from other races, other within, races the within the Federation because the Federation couldn't legitimately hold on to a lot of its members because it was helping the Romulans, which have traditionally been, uh, you know... Uh, a massive enemy, yeah. a massive enemy of the Federation. So uh, he is currently residing on his vineyard in France, uh, Chateau Picard, making his own wine. And yeah. I don't know about you, but when I was watching the episode, the first one, he was sitting looking out over a vineyard with his glass of wine, and immediately I went away to pour a glass of red wine and, and have it. <laughs> it does, yeah, it does make you crave wine. Makes you crave wine, yeah. He's got, yeah. he's got a dog called Number One. He has, which is also tremendous. He lives with two Romulans who are former former members of the Tal Shiar. They're slaves. <laughs> employees, Keith. Come Sorry. on, they're employees and they're his friends because mm. he saved them and their it's, lives. And there's no currency in the Federation. They're slaves. <laughs> Well, that is a very bleak outlook on twenty uh, fourth century France. Uh, slavery is back, and they are Romulans. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so he, he lives with them. They are kind of his confidants, and they look after him. And uh, like you say, maybe slaves, but okay. Um, and in his life, walks uh, a young girl who has just witnessed her boyfriend getting assassinated. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm not laughing at that. Um, I, I just uh, I'm laughing at some of the gestures that you're making. I'm making gestures. I'm going to edit this out again. <laughs> so um, yeah, she comes to Picard for help after her boyfriend boyfriend's been murdered. A boyfriend. A boyfriend. <laughs> Maybe he is a fiend. Who knows? Uh, and she gets almost kidnapped by people in sort of high tech black suits that are yep. they look like space ninjas, um, yep. but they're not space space ninjas. delivery drivers. But yeah, space. That's what they look like. <laughs> Space delivery drivers. Motorcycle, motorcycle helmets, helmets on. on to protect their identity. Turns out they're Romulans. And they try and kidnap her. She flips into sort of, I know, mortal combat and kills them all. And then she decides to go to Picard for help because of a premonition that she's had. Um, so that's kind of the setup. That's yeah. the setup. He's in retirement. She needs his help. Uh, and through a series of events, she ends up getting killed by mm-hmm. these people who are trying to kidnap her. Uh, and it turns out that she may be the daughter of the late Commander Data. Yeah. Did you see that coming? Nope. No, I didn't. Because he's a robot. Yeah, and how does a robot have babies? Turns out it's because of uh, a scientist who's managed to basically create human-android hybrids uh, out of Data's positronic uh, main mainframe mm. that may or may not have been salvaged when he, he died in the Romulan ship and Nemesis. Yep. So it's all very kind of convoluted and complicated and we've not got all the answers yet. There's a lot of uh, throwbacky nostalgia stuff like Captain Picard Day banner and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, There's a the, lot of like little... The Easter eggs, yeah. This? Nods and this? winks to the old A lot of Earl Grey references. A lot of Earl Grey references. Was good at first and for some reason keeps eating me every time I hear it now. I don't know why. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's like... 
El Grey in the second episode with the yeah. doctors. I like, knew there was something oh, I liked about I you. I was like, oh, get fucked. Yeah, there is a lot. I, the one that I liked was the one in the first episode when he says uh, Earl Grey decaf. So yeah. he's obviously, he's, he's feeling the effects of caffeine in uh, his elderly state. Yeah. His bionic heart. <laughs> it's not coping so well with the caffeine. Um, and then you get the last shot of the last episode. We find out that although the young lady who goes to Picard for, for help dies, she's got a twin sister. Uh, and the twin sister is currently residing on a Romulan research facility, which just so happens to be in the midst of a Borg cube that the Romulans have reclaimed. Yeah, it looks like a big blown up. It's obviously blown up somewhere. Yeah. yeah. At some point. I hope you can't hear me scratching myself there <laughs> in the microphone. <laughs> Depends where you were scratching yourself. That was a, a fairly sizable place. <laughs> Your feet. Okay. Uh, so, they basically, at the end, like you say, it's a, it looks like a blown up Borg cube. The Borg have been disconnected from the collective. And in the second episode, we meet, or at the end of the first episode and the second, start of the second, we meet uh, the Romulan that, that connects with this uh, other girl and Picard sets out on a quest to find her uh, needs a ship and all the rest of it mm-hmm. so I reckon there's a lot of Romulan Borg tie-in here well you've got a mad fan theory that you think that the Romulans created the Borg well yeah and to be honest and I'll put my hands up right now it wasn't my theory uh, it was a friend that I, I work with uh, Scott if you're listening uh, he suggested that he and the things that he said, and he's long held this belief. It came from an episode of um, Enterprise, mm-hmm. um, where he kind of had this theory develop. And the more they talk about it, the more I think he might be right. Because in the second episode, uh, they talk about the Tal Shiar, the basically the the KGB of the Romulan Empire, isn't actually the most secretive organization. Interesting. You chose KGB. How is this interesting? Is. How is it interesting, comrade? Just is. <laughs> Just shows it tells a lot about you. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm not a communist, honest. Or is that what a communist would say? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's his theory, and the more that the Romulans talk about the organisation hating an artificial intelligence uh, and willing to take that secret to the grave, you wonder what secret they're talking about. Yeah. And then the Romulan, who may or may not be Picard's slave, mm-hmm. she starts saying stuff like, uh, have you ever noticed our computers don't do anything other than numerical functions? Uh, we don't have computers who can think for themselves and we don't like androids. And Why is that? Why are the Romulans so scared of artificial intelligence? Is it because they created artificial intelligence once and it almost wiped them out? Skynet. Skynet, yeah, quite possibly. Uh, it's a good theory, I think. And it's it also, you know, how that when there's a scene on the Borg cube where it basically shows like you see one guy welding and he's got like injuries on his face and you're like, that's funny looking injuries, almost like he's had an implant removed. Yeah. And then later on it cuts to the scene and the, the doctor, the data's other daughter, if you like, mm-hmm. is they're working on Borgs that are basically in stasis and they're removing their Borgy bits. Yeah, Borgy bits, their implants yeah. and stuff. Their artificial implants. Now, if they are some kind of KGB-esque secret group with all this knowledge they it's would interesting have, you went with the KGB there they would have says um, a lot about you <laughs> they would have the knowledge to then reverse the Borg implants yeah you would in, unless obviously time's moved on and they've done a lot more research that we've not seen in the Borg in that universe if you like because remember when Star Trek Voyager 7 and 9 it was mm-hmm. a right fucking fuck about trying to get her to work yeah which is definitely probably the most <laughs> Technically, it was a right fucking fuckabout. Yeah, it was. No, you're right. You're not wrong in what you say. It was a fucking fuckabout. And seven and nine is going to be in 
Picard as she well. She is. Seen her in the trailer. Yeah, so she's going to be in Picard's crew and they're going to go after this girl. There's going to be loads of twists and turns in this season, I've got to be honest. I think uh, we're going to get a lot of surprises thrown our way and a lot of familiar faces thrown yeah. our way as well. And they'll be in the second season and we it confirmed that clearly there's going to be a, either an overarching story that's going to continue on or they're going to have a new set of stories each time. Yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope it's a separate story. Do you think? I think I don't Star like Trek. An overarching story. See, I do because I think Star Trek, Dis- uh, not Star Trek Discovery. Oh, in fact, Discovery benefited from it as well. The overarching storyline through the whole thing. Uh-huh. Deep Space Nine done exactly the same thing. Whereas Next Generation was much more episodic. Yeah. Didn't really have an overriding structure, and I like the Next Generation. Don't get me wrong, but I think Star Trek works well. What do you think about the evil? Starfleet women. I think that's, that's what are they called? The one that were the black badges? You see them in Discovery. Oh, uh, Section thirty one. Yeah, do you think that's them? Uh, quite possibly, yeah, because the uh, the lieutenant who's brought into it, who's the brother of the agent that's on the Borg cube, mm-hmm. uh, she is Romulan. Uh, in disguise. The, in disguise, yeah. When she appears to her brother in the hologram and says, you know, uh, you better buck up your ideas or I'm I'm coming to basically oh, terminate you up, your yeah. yeah, terminate your mission. He says, oh, that disguise is horrible, those rounded ears. Yeah. So she's clearly Romulan. Uh, and I, my, again, Erin was watching it with me this morning and she thought the Starfleet Commodore was, uh, or Commodore O, I think her name is, mm-hmm. she thought she was Romulan as well. She's not, she's Vulcan. Um, but she is clearly an ally of the clandestine Romulan operatives that are running these missions. Uh, an evil Vulcan. Not maybe not so much an evil Vulcan, but she's been evil very, Vulcans or Romulans. She's been very pragmatic in who she chooses to ally herself with. So you wonder if that's going to again tie into the overarching uh, storyline of the whole thing. It kind of ties back to why Picard left Starfleet as well, because he's saying it's not Starfleet anymore. Yeah, exactly. And then they've got this section of people that were like, "Oh, well, we terminate them." Yeah, like talking about Picard and talking about you know, like. Starfleet doesn't do that apart yeah. from Section 31 but even they didn't really do that you know well if you think about it from a Vulcan perspective they function on pure logic so the Romulans hate artificial intelligence and want to wipe out artificial intelligence yeah uh, we now know that basically these two women are Data's daughters uh, and at the end of the episode as well the covert Romulan agent says has the is the abom- no sorry is the has she given up her brothers and sisters has she given up the other abominations so there must be other uh, synthetics out there which the Romulans hate but also the Federation have got a reason to hate because they blew up the shipyards those synthetics we were talking about at the start Yeah. so you wonder if the the Vulcan Commodore has decided you know what their interests share our interests because we want rid of these rogue synthetics as well we don't want a repeat so we'll work with them until we no longer need to if you like Makes sense. And if you think about it, the Federation now hold the balance of power because the Romulan Empire is is now not an empire because they don't have a home world. Yeah. So that's kind of where I was going with it. Cool. Uh, I do have minor gripes, and again, it's nothing serious. And if you remember uh, when we reviewed Discovery, I had the same gripe. I swear a lot. I do swear a lot, and I'm not easily offended by swearing, but we don't need swearing in Star Trek. Oh, get grip. No, honestly, because the when Picard goes to see the Admiral... And she says the fucking audacity of you walking back in, and it's you're not like, "Starfleet anymore." 
No, I know that, but it doesn't... They it swear just, now. It feels unnecessary. It feels like they're just doing it to shock, and that's what I didn't really appreciate. Not, not so much that she swore, I couldn't care less if she said fuck or shit or whatever, but it's the fact that it was there purely for shock value, much like it was in Discovery when Tilly dropped the F-bomb out click of on her. That she swore it. Yeah, no, I, I think a lot of people probably won't. I did, you know, them. when you said it, I knew what you meant, but at the time I didn't, I didn't go, hmm. Yeah, no, I know. Whereas when it happened in Discovery, I was like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, <laughs> I know what you mean. I think it was used in a better context this time, but I still think it was unnecessary. Okay. And that, again, I'm not a prude, You're I don't sensitive, so. No, not really, I just don't think it was needed. I just don't think the shock value was needed. I, she could have just said something else apart from, you know, there was no need Frick. for that. Yeah, well, frack. Let's go for frack. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I think it's really, really good. Really cool. good. So we're now at 53 minutes. Okay, okay. So that's Picard out of the way. So what was the other stuff we were going to talk about? We were said a lot of things at the beginning and probably not going to cover half of them. We're going to have to edit and make it sound like we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, we do know what we're doing. Um, right at the start, we talked about things that were ending or have ended in the year that we've been away. Yeah. And... Probably the biggest one for us, anyway, uh, has been the end of the Star Wars Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. uh, with the the release of uh, the the latest movie in December two thousand and nineteen. That was basically the end of the Skywalker saga. So that was thought, the rise of the Skywalkers. Uh, yes, it was Skywalker. Yeah. Skywalker, yeah, singular. singular, because there's only one left. Spoilers. We will talk about spoilers. How do you think they ended it? Because you're kind of... I, I look at to you as the Star Wars purist yeah. uh, and the, of a, the pair of us. Uh, I, I like Star Wars. I love Star Wars, but I'm not uh, as big a fan as you, I would say. So I'll ask you, how did you think it ended? I think it ended well. Um, obviously, obviously, the spoilers, Ray ended up being a Palpatine. Yeah. Which I called in one of the podcasts. You episodes. did. You no, did. I didn't call it, but I said, oh, imagine she walked in and she's a... As Emperor Palpatine walks in and she's like, or yeah. something like that, very yeah. Alan Partridge. Um, <laughs> Palpatine. Palpatine. Uh, I think Palpatine. The, <laughs> I think the best uh, I think the best um film of that trilogy is still the first one. Yeah. Force Awakens. The Force Awakens is probably the best. The it, second one was the most visually looked looked the best with a um Light ship, the light speed jump through the ship. Through the that, ship, yeah. that was excellent. Yeah, um, Admiral Holdo gave yeah. us that one. Yeah, the Holdo maneuver. Yeah, <laughs> but the poor. Uh, I think it was the poorest story wise. It um, was character wise. I, I don't know if it was the poorest in terms of. Is uh, that a word? Poorest. No, no, it is a word, but I, I think that it was. It was they were the director was trying to go in a different direction. Yeah, he was trying to do different things. He was coming up with different ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them kind of didn't chime well with the fans, or a lot of them didn't chime well with the fans. Uh, we had issues of Space Mary Poppins uh, and the space bombers. Space bombers. We had severe issues with that because there's no gravity in space, yeah. so how the bombs work unless they're magnetic, in which case they would have just stuck to your own ship, etc., etc., etc. And if you're thinking about that, then they've lost you. Uh, I don't want to go over it again because it really fucking set me off. Yeah, it, it set me off as well. I think the latest, the latest one, the Rise of the Skywalker, is um, it doesn't have any of that weirdness in it. It's got a lot of good fighting, a lot of lightsaber fighting. It's got space horses, which we weren't too keen space on. horses. I was going to come to yeah because they were as bad as the fucking space cats yeah but they had the Sith troopers like we'll go for its feelings first like they introduced like obviously story blah 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 yeah all the Jedi's and all this shit then it turns out that the Emperor Palpatine's still alive yep he he's survived this, the fall survived the fall he's got this hidden um 
Armada. Yep, Armada of ships. And yeah. like some kind of Sith planet. Yeah. What's the name of it again? I can't remember. I can't remember, but it's, it's a really Sith planet. It's, it's all dark and gloomy. And Sithy and, yeah. and it's got lightning and stuff in yeah. the atmosphere. It's very, and they've had an entire planet. fleet in it. Or in Armada the in it. Yeah, the entire fleet, by the way, which relies on one beacon to yep. get out. Yep. Because of gravitational anomalies, so obviously that's your MacGuffin that the the rebels yeah, yeah. or alliance or whatever they're Every called these evil days. Every evil structure in the galaxy that the Sith or the Emperor Empire build has to have one flaw. Yeah, yeah, it's almost in the plans. <laughs> uh, we need to have one way where we can just about. It's for the jeopardy. Eh? They like to live on the edge. That's what I think it is. It's like, yeah. why don't I just push up, sir? No, no, <laughs> the beacon doesn't work. You can't do anything there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, beacon's gone. Can't get out. We're so, imprisoned here. The Sith troopers were essentially just red star troopers, so they were kind of underused. They should have made them like cooler. They should have had a bit more than just being red. Agreed. Red Agreed. Storm yeah. Stormtroopers. Red, red, red stormtroopers, and they didn't do anything. One of the other failings that you identified, and certainly I agree with wholeheartedly, uh, the Knights of Ren. Uh, massively. Like, they hyped them up and they talked about like Kylo Ren, the Kylo and the Knights of Ren, and all this shit. Yeah. What did they do? None. They were the world's or the galaxy's shittest detective agency. Yeah, pretty Because much. they managed to track Ray across world upon world upon world, and they managed to lose her when she went into a room and spent about an hour in there uh, while C-3PO was decoded. And then she left that room and went to the, their own Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. and they fucking lost her. So yeah. what were they doing? Were they playing space poker? Were they having a few space beers? I've, I've no it's, idea. It's one of the things that they just I think, right, shit, we mentioned them in the first film, we better bring them in. It's like Captain Phasma, right? She's cool armour and she's badass, but all right, she did. She didn't do anything. No, she didn't do anything. The Knights of Ren didn't do anything. They just got fucked up by Kylo Ren. Pretty much at the end. Yeah. Goody. When he turned into a He didn't. Told he, that as well. There was a redemption story there. I think that was always going to happen. He's uh, such a good actor, Adam Driver, and he played it with such vulnerability that uh, there was always going to be that redemption story there. Kylo Ren was the best character in the whole trilogy 100% right? he's one of the best bad guys slash good guys in the entire Star Wars saga as far as I'm concerned I thought he was really good mm-hmm. um, I just I didn't like the kiss at the end that was another issue I had she killed him uh, she so for anyone who, who hasn't seen it um, and again spoilers Ray dies uh, Ray dies at the hands of basically the emper- emperor mm-hmm. uh, and then because of convenient Force transferable power. Oh, they can heal now. Yeah, th- that was never a thing before. They can because bring people like, back from the dead. Why didn't Obi Wan just save Padme? Exactly. And stop this whole fucking farce from kicking right exactly, off. Exactly, exactly. So it's a convenient plot point again that they introduced in. They introduced it at a point where another issue I had. Uh, they obviously, due to the sad passing of Carrie Fisher, they had to write her out of the story. Mm-hmm. And weirdly, her last appearances are saying, uh, Ben. And Kylo stops his lightsaber battle with Ray mid mid flight. That's all she says is Ben. So then Ray stabs him, mm-hmm. and I couldn't work out why. And then she ends up saving him by this force transfer thing where she it's saves in the his Mandalorian. Life. Oh right, okay. Little, I've heard. You've heard. You've yeah. not seen with your own eyes. No, no. The, the the little baby Yoda uh-huh. in Mandalorian. Yeah, can he heals. Right, okay. So he does that, it to one of the characters. I can't remember which one because I've not seen it. Right, okay. Fair. fair. Yes, I believe that you've not seen it. Uh, so, so they've introduced it in a TV show, but we've never seen it in the movies before. So if you were a layman like me who's never seen the TV mm-hmm. show, then you just don't know. Um, and then they bring that in. She dies at the end. He then heals her and then they have a, a weird romantic kiss yep. where, again, one of our listeners, I'll put it full disclosure, it's my daughter, Erin uh, again she said she was like even she got annoyed by the kiss because she mm. said there were much more Luke and Leia 
than a Han and Luke, yeah. uh, Han and Leia kind of relationship. There yeah, wasn't yeah. a romantic thing there. It felt more like brother and sister, and then weirdly they kissed at the end. Yeah. So I just didn't get it. I didn't like that very much. It wasn't a brother and sister kiss. No, it wasn't. It was, <laughs> it was very much it was a Game of Thrones kiss. kiss. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Lannister type kiss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, I just I did I didn't think it was needed. I really didn't. I think they could have just left it as they had mutual respect for each other rather than turning it into some love story, some some mad Romeo and yeah. Juliet moment at the end of a Star Wars film. I just didn't need it. I think I still th- going back to the uh, the Mary Poppins. Space Mary Poppins. Poppins in space. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been a better end to Leia's character. Oh, it would have if they just left her out there. Well, I know she was still was alive planted. when they started filming the new film, so like, you know, she wasn't dead, so they didn't need a reason really to write her out the series other than she. Well, she old. Yeah, she's very old. So she's not Patrick Stewart. No, nah, she ain't old. <laughs> that old. Um, but I think with the, it would have been a better ending to the character than her the weird Jedi death. Yeah, because she, she had like she just used her last to talk to strength him, to say Ben and then collapse. have a more flu- full conversation with him rather than just going Ben and uh, then that was it she was dead <laughs> I just didn't get it uh, it was I mean obviously like nobody expected Carrie Fisher to die so maybe she had a much more full arc pl- you know character story planned for it you know probably I think we might be well I certainly might be being a little unfair but they could have still got around it a better way I think yeah uh, they could have done a better thing I liked the bit where um, Ray thought she had killed um, Chewie and she have done the force lightning. That was cool. That was cool. That was obviously cool. like the whole Kylo Ren's been fighting with the light side. The mm-hmm. whole like the whole trilogy, he's been tempted by the light. Yeah, which is quite interesting to see because normally it's Star Wars. It's like oh the dark side. Ooh, yeah, we're, we're tempted trying, by the tempted dark. Tempted by yeah. the dark side. Whereas it's quite interesting to see somebody who wants to be evil and is by all accounts evil mm-hmm. for most of the three films, um, being tempted to be good. Yep. And that is that is a, it was a good flip. It was a yeah. good juxtaposition of what you would like you would say normal tropes of oh let's be tempted by the, the bad side because that's the traditional Star Star Wars turn to the dark side. You know, yeah, it's interesting to see somebody who was dark side from the start be tempted to turn to the light. And yeah, then ultimately does turn to the light. Which yes, is ultimately does. Pretty uh, cool. I agree with that totally. Um, I I also liked a lot of the visuals were cool in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.J. Abrams back on board as director. I thought the the difficulty with J.J. Abrams is Ryan Johnson obviously was trying to push the second one of the trilogy in a different direction and then Abrams just comes back in and, and I felt like he pandered to the fans a little bit too much. Yeah. Like he went back to old Star Wars tropes uh, that maybe didn't need to be there. Um, another issue I had was, look, Finn and uh, Poe, they're gay. Let's just put it out there right now. They were meant to have a gay relationship and they, they steered away from that at some point. So their characters became redundant. There was no need for them. I don't know about the gay thing, but the Finn character just wasn't that great. He didn't do anything. Like he was in the second film, yeah, he still kind of existed as a character. In the third film, I couldn't even tell you what he did. No, he didn't, he didn't do anything apart from run around. Yeah. Uh, Poe Dameron, again, didn't do anything. No, they kind of just money. lost interest in him as well yeah. and that Rose character which everybody hated in the second film which is a bit unfair but she was an arsehole <laughs> she, she was a poor character she's um, an awesome actress ah, it's an awesome, I'm not against the last no, no, of course I'm just not. saying no, the character no, no, was you're, shit you're right. been in the film a lot of, a lot of people had an, an issue with her as an actress and I'm thinking no that, no, the, character, the character she was given you know, exactly. it, just, it wasn't a very good character no um, 
she hardly makes an appearance at all. Not at all. And, and in fact, it's really funny the way they kind of get her out of it because she's like, uh, Finn's like, go oh, come with us, Rose. Come on, come on the adventure, she's Rose. Like, nah, I'm out. Yeah, she's like, uh, the general wants me to stay and fix some shit, so I'm just going to stay and fix the the uh, the thing the coffee machine the, yeah, yeah the thing that's broken that needs fixed I need <laughs> to fix it so I can't come with you yeah, honestly okay, I would love <laughs> yeah. while she's overly explaining the fact that she's got to stay and fix stuff he's uh, like cool catch you I'm away to do nothing on the Millennium Falcon so excellent yeah. uh, Billy D Williams coming back into it as uh, Lando Calrissian mm-hmm. did not need to be there no. does nothing doesn't do uh, much. just fan just service goes, again <laughs> <laughs> flies the Millennium Falcon with Chewie yeah. uh, gives them a hint on a planet that he, why is he on that planet oh he's there to uh, tell them about a ship that's conveniently been there for the last 50 years oh, we hated off. that film eh? we really did do you know what no. playing it back because we talked about it afterwards and I remember <laughs> we were talking about it, like we started off like yeah and then we're like at the end I'm like we fucking hated that film we hated the last two Star Wars films maybe we did no. do you know what they're just not for me Star Wars was obviously uh, not obviously was originally a very simple story there was some mythology in it but ultimately it was just a cracking action film or a set of three cracking action movies. Mm-hmm. See, when they start to complicate it by all the myths and legends and that's where they start running into trouble because people don't want that from a Star Wars film. I don't think anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're just looking for a pure action film. Uh, I think they're looking for Top Gun 2, which is basically you know, going to be a pure action movie. Doesn't need is to, it? Yeah, it's, going to be, it's just going to be like Top Gun 1. Lots of planes. Maybe a wee bit of father-son conflict with Goose's son and stuff. That's yeah. what people want. Homoerotic, homoerotic beach sports. There looks to be another volleyball scene. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same without it. Nope. You know, flexing and... I just had a great idea, by the way. I don't know how you feel about this. Because this podcast is now an hour and eight minutes long. This is spontaneous. Go. I think we should just do... This is a two-parter. Because we've still got a lot of stuff that you said we're going to talk about. Yeah, we have. We've got a lot of stuff that we, we're going to talk about. So, so we should just say, like, this is the end of part one. And then, we're in like... A week or two, we'll just upload a part two. Do you know what that sounds like? A cracking idea. Because it's like a return geek crew review, double bill podcast, double bill. I like it. So have we talked about Star Wars enough? I think so. Right. So we effectively it was good, but not amazing. It was good, but I think we didn't like it, and I think we just need to admit we didn't like it to ourselves because we're forcing ourselves (laughs) to say that we liked it because it's Star Wars and it's got such a fucking precious place in our hearts. Yeah, but it was pish. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to go with no, you on it, that? It was. It was. It was. It was okay. It wasn't as bad as the second one. Yeah. The second one was really quite terrible. Yeah. Uh, the the Force Awakens was very good. Good. The original trilogy is great. Yep. Even the Blu-rays, which they fucked with quite a lot, they have. is still very watchable. The prequels. Well, that Phantom Menace is pish. Yeah, the Clone Wars is it Clone Wars? Yeah, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. It's okay. Good Savage. action. Yeah, you know, if you like stormtroopers yeah. and clone troopers, and that's pretty good. Yeah, third one decent. Decent. Yeah, there was. Uh, although there was some, what's that called again? Uh, that was the Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. And the thing is, that one was good, yeah. but it still had some of the most horrific dialogue in it that I've ever heard in a movie. Hayden Christensen. Yeah, he delivers the line, "I'm not going to let you die in childbirth, Padme." In that exact tone of voice. What the fuck? What is that? Well, you said, you know, I'm going to miss you when you die. <laughs> Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Future R.I.P. Captain, Captain uh, John Luke Picard. I'm going to shit when you die. 
<laughs> Mate, it's going to be shit when you die as well. well. I'm born in your day. Probably, because I'm old as shit as well. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to double bill this. This has effectively been uh, the Avengers Infinity War. Uh, next year we're going to follow up with... Uh, not not next year. Comes <laughs> <laughs> by the current trend, we are. Preemptive one podcast a year. Next week, I promise. Or maybe the week after. Uh, let's not make promises we're not going to keep. Uh, uh, to carry on my Top Gun theme, I'm not writing checks my body can't cash. Exactly. So, um, let's look forward to the Avengers Endgame of the podcast, which is going to be in the future. Yeah, probably in the next two weeks we'll upload a part two. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll all be on the edge of your seats waiting on it, I'm sure. Where we will discuss uh, all the things that we didn't discuss today, <laughs> such as Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, um, uh, The Expanse. The Expanse. We're going to look at also, we were talking about doing a District 9 deep dive. Yeah, that's a separate podcast. Yeah, we're going to do that as a separate. We kind of came up with the idea that we would do like these chatty ones with news and bits and bobs where we just kind of go into not full detail about certain things. I'm rambling again. I'll get no, 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 I know what so you mean. So kind yeah. of came up with the idea that we would have a separate podcast dedicated to a single film. Yes. So rather than, because as you've probably listened to already, we can start talking about things, <laughs> fully intending it to be a quick five minute talk about the news and certain and such as The Witcher and we ramble on for an hour and now 12 minutes almost. Yeah. So we thought we'll do normal podcast with the rambling. The ramblings, yes. And the news. Yep. And, and then the a occasional speaking of certain TV shows, etc, etc. And the spoiler-filled stuff. Yep. And then we'll also do separate little mini-podcast episodes, which I'm not saying they're going to be mini. Yeah, I was about to say, let's, length, let's be, like be honest, long. they'll be probably longer because we can talk about one movie yeah, for a where we long talk time. about a film that we like or it, a TV show that we like in a lot of detail. So the first one's going to be... Uh, I think District 9, District uh, 9. because we're big Neil Blomkamp fans. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, loads of South African accents. Uh, and lots of poor imitations. Lots South of poor African imitations. going to be great. Yeah. Uh, and I think that gives us the scope to really go into the messages, themes, uh, performances uh, of films that we really love. Yeah. And we really and we love can, District 9. We can talk about like other things that the director's done and we can, we'll just ramble on for Absolutely. an hour and without having to worry about talking about other stuff at the yeah. same time and I think it'll uh, it'll be good as well because we can get the listeners suggestions Yeah. Uh, so anything that you would like us to ramble on about for Aaron. a couple of hours yeah Erin uh, <laughs> a few other people give us suggestions so they're very much appreciated uh, District 9 is going to be the first one I'm thinking along the lines of Aliens I'm thinking along the lines of maybe uh, Battlestar maybe uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine the next generation anything that you want us anything. to talk about Blade Runner yeah Blade Runner oh I'd love to do a Blade Runner one. Oh, did you see that the, there was a, a thought piece in Give the Guardian part two brah <laughs> oh yeah thought, well let me leave you with this thought piece in the Guardian about how Blade Runner could generate multiple sequels but they don't all have to be dealing with the same thing yeah because it's a separate universe yep hold on to that thought folks. and then one of the guys also talked about and I don't know who it was it was either one of somebody who was involved with the second one and I'm going to have to research it for part two but they talked about Eli's Awake at Night thinking about a detective story in the Blade Runner universe and I was just like, fucking get in. Get in, yes. We need that. We need so, that. to be continued. To be continued, dear listener, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will speak to you again soon.